It's 11.11, time to make a wish. Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Tonight I promise you a safe space, respectful space. I don't disrespect my audience. I don't disrespect the artists and filmmakers that I talk about. And so that's my platform right here and there. So for two nights... We have been graced by this really great documentary about Janet Jackson. I have been waiting for this since they first announced it. I was like, oh, goodness, January. We're going to get to... There's there's so much to be said about Janet Jackson. And this documentary really... This is her on her own terms. When you're going to do a documentary rather than have someone else pull together. I, and, you know, and she herself really came to the table with this. And that's rare for an artist to say, look, we're, we're going to do this documentary. <sighs> it's a British-American documentary produced by American... Okay. This is produced by Janet and her brother Randy Jackson, directed by Benjamin Hirsch. The documentary premiered January 28th, 2022, the first episode of the two-part series airing on Lifetime and Andy simultaneously in the United States. And tonight was the final episode, and it was it was great. It was great to those of us who know the story, we know, you know, it's, it's in the lyrics of Control. She had had two albums that just didn't... It, it didn't cut it for her. And her father was her manager, and she broke away. And she got to meet Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. And she talked about how, you know, before, you know, you go to the recording studio. You do what you need to do, and then you leave. And she wanted to change that. And she says, and they and they welcomed it with open arms. And in 1985, they began recording Control. And that lyric, I mean, come on. When I was 17, I did what people told me. Come on. And now I'm taking Control. <laughs> I don't want her to come after me for for quoting that. But that's a that's a bold statement. She grew up in this very very well-known entertainment family. Started off with Jackson 5, then Michael Jackson, and then... Here's Janet Jackson, the youngest of this... This... (laughs) You think of it at the time, it wasn't... Now it's considered a musical dynasty. That Jackson name, and it also holds a lot of weight. And she was aware of that. She said with one of the albums, she didn't want to put her last name on it. And her basically breaking away from her father for the Control album really is where she became her own person. That is such a legendary album. I remember the 1980s. Many of you also do. If you were a little kid or of age, you remember the first time you heard Control. You remember the first time you heard What Have You Done For Me Lately, The Pleasure Principle. When I Think Of You. When I Think Of You was her first number one. 
it gave her and Michael this was a, a rare distinction to have a brother and sister both have number one singles Michael had blown up with Thriller and here was Janet 1986 Control and then Control is this massive successful album and really introduced the world to her on her terms and it was that partnership with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis that really solidified things and then what happened is I think the, re- the record company wanted her to do a control too and she said it doesn't work that way for her so they came up with this this concept album that turned into Rhythm Nation They, uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis said they didn't go into the studio intending to make Rhythm Nation it just happened that way and it changed the landscape because Janet said she was seeing things that were going on in the world and she wanted to talk about them. She wanted to talk about race. She wanted to talk about literacy, bigotry, um, a college education. That's something that she wanted. She wanted to go and study business law. And her father was like, no, <laughs> no, you're a Jackson. That's that's kind of messed up right there. You're a Jackson. You're gonna You're just going to do one thing like the rest of the family. But in the long run... You think about it. I mean, what a career. Starting out as an actress on Good Times, Fame, you know, Why Did I Get Married, Poetic Justice. Uh, oh, God, she's done so many movies. Nutty Professor 2. And then, the, and then the albums. Yeah, we talk about the hits, but those albums, I mean, she really... It was consistent too, and and it was never the same thing. You know, you've got control, you got rhythm nation, you got Janet, which is a little softer, more sensual. You have the velvet rope, and then you have my personal favorite, which is all for you. All for you, really. It sounded like Janet having fun again. It was a combo nation. When I hear all for you, that album is a combo of rhythm nation control. And Janet, all ro- and a little bit of the velvet rope, all rolled into one. And oh my goodness, she she really just she th- she knocked it out of the park, you know. She's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I thought that was such a good thing. You know, you've got Michael, you've got the Jackson Five. They're all in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and of course, come on, you got to put Janet in there. <sighs> What a what a legendary performer and and very kind to her audience and very kind to her fans and it does address what happened in 2004 which really I still even to this day think she got thrown under the bus for that she really did she didn't deserve that and then at the same time you know her brother was going through what he was going through and later died and you know yeah they cover all of that in this this two-part documentary series and so i wanted to talk about it because you know we're, we're in a crazy divisive world and music brings us together art brings us together and yes there are people standing up against big conglomerates and i applaud them for that and I'm 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 ready for the next ones who are gonna do it. Fire that gun, yeah. So back to Janet Jackson. Oh my goodness, 
there, like I said, there's so many great albums. There's so many great songs. Her music makes you feel good. It makes you want to dance, but it makes you feel good. When I think of you, what have you done for me late? There is, first of all, if you think about the Control album, at that point, there was nothing else like it. Madonna was on the scene. Prince was on the scene. George Michael was on the scene. Whitney Houston. There was nothing that sounded like control it was a whole new ball game right there that album really set the bar very high in terms of sonic lyrical and visual performance her choreographer was none other than paul abdul who herself later had a a recording career and but that oh my goodness those videos you think of those videos you know you've got nasty and you've got control where she really solidifies her independence when i think of you let's wait a while and then the pleasure principle the pleasure principle is such an iconic video not just the song it's a moment where the song and the video become one because that is the intent of that visual medium and what she was able to she's telling a story in the pleasure principle it is probably one of her most iconic videos next to rhythm nation and my personal favorite love will never do without you there's so much going on and love will never do without you directed by the late herberts herberts was such a great photographer and video director you know the same year that love will never do without you he also did wicked game with uh, Chris Isaac both both shot in black and white with bits of color in it I mean what a like I said her music makes you feel good you cannot hear escapade and and not and not, not feel good oops did I crack it okay I didn't I, I have my water bottle with me it has one of it's got a amethyst inside of it it's glass and I almost hit it against the the dumbbell <laughs> as I'm recording you know this this is really uh, I, I could see why they serve milk in, in those glass bottles back in the day this is really the way to have your water especially if you're recording you know I've never seen Janet in concert I, I would like to they've the unfortunate thing of women in the recording industry is they always try to pit them against one another. Madonna against Janet. They're contemporaries. Cindy Lauper. They're all con- Whitney Houston. They are all contemporaries. And what they bring to the table is legendary. And if you think of that era in which Janet Jackson made her own sound. A lot of those people are gone. Prince is no longer with us. Whitney Houston is no longer with us. Um, George Michael. It those those icons are are gone. And then, of course, another one of her contemporaries was her own brother, Michael Jackson. I remember one time I was teaching. I was teaching school-age kids, and we would do these really great clubs. You know, you would have Slime Club, and then you would have... I want to give a shout-out to them. You would do dance class, dance club, because we had two dancers in the class. 
And later we learned we had more. And it was such a fun experience because they all wanted me to play Michael for them. Drake and Michael were the two popular ones. I'm not a big Michael Jackson fan. And they would they were so stunned by that. These stu- these kids, who do you like? I said, I prefer Janet. And and one of them danced to like a sped up version of Black Cat. Ooh, Black Cat. Can we just talk about I know she's listening, and I and I try to reach out to her. I want to give a shout out to uh, Laura, wherever you are, um, because I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about Black Girl Magic, and when I say that, I think of her and what it means to have an an icon like Janet Jackson, who does rock, because I stress this all the time. Black artists created rock and roll. Elvis didn't create rock and roll. Elvis was one of the people who happened to be doing it. He himself was influenced by black singers. Black blues, R&B singers. But black artists created rock and roll. And that's a beautiful moment when Janet does Black Cat. She wrote that herself. That is such a rocking tune. And to have that. And then she later did that voice on the duet she did with Michael Scream. This is all in the documentary. There is footage of her and Michael writing the song Scream together. I've never seen that footage. Um, And then the first half they go back to Gary, Indiana, where they were all born. She doesn't remember living in Gary, Indiana. She was so young. And then what happens? The family blows up and they move to Los Angeles. The Jackson Five. It's it's a moment. It's a moment. She talks about everything in this documentary. Becoming a mother at 50. Her loves. Her losses. But what stands the test of time is the music. The music. Now she's a mother. She has, she has new priorities. Yes. It's the music. But the music takes a back seat when you're a parent. And I, and I think that's beautiful. And I know she's probably planning on a final tour and a final album or whatever. Um, and, and more power to her. She is happy. She is content. She's no regrets. This, First of all, I want to just talk about the people who are in this documentary. You've got Rebe, Randy, Tito, most of the family, Catherine Jackson, Paula Abdul, Tina Landon, who is a really great choreographer. I mean... Jermaine Dupree. Who would have thought that Janet Jackson and Jermaine Dupree? I, I remember when they hooked up, I thought, what? You know, you got Jermaine Dupree, so, so deaf, and uh, produced Mariah and everyone. And, and here he is. He's dating Janet Jackson. That was, that was pretty cool. And, and then we all know about, you know, her, her long marriage to Renee um, Elizondo. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the joys. And yeah, there's a lot of sorrow that brings you to these joys. But I I have nothing but good things to say about Janet Jackson. And I've always felt that what happened to her in 2004 was wrong. It was wrong. And do you know 
that's how YouTube was actually created, was people wanted to watch that playback. And so because you had the, all these GIFs, the GIFs that were created, uh, generated image GIF. Yeah. So it's it's been a, I mean, you think about it. You know, she puts out the first two albums. I think it was 82 and 83. And then 1986's Control. I think I think we could start with 1986's Control. But at the same time, she wouldn't have that experience if she hadn't have done the first two albums to let her recognize, okay, I have to do something. I have to really re-steer this ship. This ship is sinking. We need to keep it afloat. What do we do? Regroup. Rebrand. And she did. And she did in the most amazing way. And and what always bothers me is people think, oh, because she's beautiful and this and the videos and it's it's the entire package. You know, these artists when they put something out, it's about that packaging. The music, the visuals the lyrics. I mean, Janet Jackson is such a great songwriter. You think of the song again from Poetic Justice. First of all, that chemistry between her and Tupac. Oh my goodness. And Dr. Maya Angelou, who's there. I mean, I, I want to give a shout out to George Strombolopoulos, who did a really great interview, probably one of the last with Dr. Maya Angelou, where she talked about meeting Tupac. She didn't know who he was. And Janet Jackson, and they're all doing poetic justice. And you know, a lot of the poetry that Janet is reciting in Poetic Justice, because she's a writer herself in that movie, is really Dr. Maya Angelou. She's doing Phenomenal Woman. <sighs> yeah, it's it's powerful. It's powerful. What a great artist. I mean... When you hear that voice, you know who it is. That's the thing about her music. If you think of that song, Nasty, the first, her intros, great songs. Sometimes it's about that intro. And Janet's intros were legendary. You know, you'd hear the Escapade intro, Rhythm Nation, Love Will Never Do Without You. That is a testament, I think, to the partnership of Janet Jackson, Jimmy Jam, and Terry Lewis these three people and what they created together I would consider them a group because yeah she's a solo artist but that sonic sound was all of them working together and how autobiographical that song Control is that whole album is autobiographical that moment where she says I mean, it's, she's got legendary lyrics. Most rappers don't have the lyrics that she has, you know, or she at the toward the end of the nasty song. She's like, no, my first name ain't baby. It's Janet. Miss Jackson, if you're nasty, nasty. Come on. Or where she says, get the point. Good. Let's dance. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Those albums are just so. Woo. You know the Velvet Rope album is interesting because that's some that's an emotional benchmark right there. She'd never been that honest, that exposed with the Velvet Rope. The Velvet Rope is sensual, it's sexual, it's sad, it's it's everything. And in terms of lyrically, what she was able to do, and then to get a sample of Joni Mitchell's 
big yellow taxi. And and Joni Mitchell loved that. I saw an interview she gave once where she says, oh, I loved being a part of it. You know, where my voice and her voice and her timbre, and she's getting technical. That says a lot about Joni Mitchell when she gets technical. And she's getting technical about Janet Jackson. Because a lot of people just look at Janet Jackson and think, oh, she's just a Jackson. That's that Jackson mess. You know, the videos and the choreography. and But with Janet, it's the whole package. And and I wait for that. I, I love that. I think it is. It, it was an absolutely spellbinding documentary. And I just sat and watched both episodes last night and tonight. I was on the edge of my seat because, you know, everyone was at the, 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 the people have been talking about that for years, that she had a secret child. And it's like, come on, rumors. And then her, you know, brief marriage to uh, James DeBarge. And I mean, it's all in this documentary. And what's beautiful is and poignant, she it ends with her talking about being a mother and what her next uh, path is in terms of being this artist and performer that the mother motherhood for her comes first and she has she's able now at this point I think where she could just walk away from it if she just walked away she has that long path that long work ethic never backing down determination she, people didn't put her in the Hall of Fame. She got herself to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it took people to nominate her. But that work and that drive and what's in this documentary, I'm not even going to play clips from the documentary because I feel just talking about it and my enthusiasm for her as a performer and for her music. I'm not a big fan of a lot of pop music. Yeah, you have these artists. It's like, oh, okay. But with her, it's a, it's a different level. It's a different level because that Control album is so futuristic. Her albums are always futuristic. They're always ahead of their time. They, they could be a part of the time. But in terms of you think of what she was doing with Control and then what she was doing with Rhythm Nation and then what she was doing with Janet and then what she was doing with the All For You album, people, a lot of her sonic structures, people weren't doing that. The fact that, you know, I mean, come on, come on. As a, as a performer and as an actress and as a writer, and uh, I mean, and, the, and then the dance moves. Can we just talk about that? Um, my, that All Right video is a legendary video. Cap Calloway is in that video. Sid Clair, or how do you say her name? Um from uh, <laughs> you know cab everywhere if you don't know who cab calloway is you better do your history okay minnie the moocher come on and then um the escapade video you know her to put a lot of thought not just in the music but in the videos and to really go there. And MTV at that point was only a few years, maybe about eight or nine years old, to facilitate 
these images, her brother broke the mold, you know, um, in terms of MTV playing his videos because at that point they weren't, and it took the, you know, it basically took a public outcry in the record label saying, hey, then we'll pull all of our other videos. Doesn't that, doesn't that sound kind of familiar today? You don't do that. We're going to pull our music. And people are bold enough to, and I love that, say, look, I have the power and we want you to take it down. Oh, mm, this music video. Okay. See, I, I knew, I knew I was, I knew I was missing something here. I, I don't want to. I want to mention those who were in the all right video because that's that's a legendary video. Sid Charisse. Sid Charisse, the Nicholas Brothers, and Cab Calloway are in this all right video. It was styled to resemble the 1930s and 1950s. And uh and Cat this is one of Cab Calloway's last on-screen performances. Anthony Thomas uh choreographer choreographed the video with some scenes staged by veteran Hollywood choreographer Michael Kidd. The video begins with Janet and two male dancers, including Richard Gaines, all wearing flashy zoot suits sitting on a bench. A paper boy throws a newspaper on them. They wake up and read the front page of the newspaper from which they learn Cap Calloway is in town for the premiere of his film All Right. And they all get up and go, Cap Calloway? Janet and her dancers take a cross-town journey to the premiere. There, Jackson, her dancers and Calloway fans wait for Calloway to uh, make his grand entrance. Jackson seemingly envisions herself as Calloway's glamorized female guest. Getting pushed to the red carpet, Calloway takes her hand and helps her up. Jackson and her dancers get in Calloway's limo. They arrive at the large dance uh, out in the middle of the street. That's such a fun moment. Jackson and her dancers climb on the back of the car and Jackson notices her watch is missing. They get off the car and are sprayed by a street cleaning truck. They sit on the bench. Later that night, Jackson and her dancers are homeless. People sleep on the bench, revealing the video to have been a dream. Cap Calloway, in the meantime, walks to the bench and places Jackson's watch in her hand. He sneaks away, saying, All right. Yeah. And then there's an extended version with um, Heavy D in the mix. Yeah. Those are, those are legendary moments. What a what a long career. And then as an actress, you know, to get your start on good times and she's playing Penny who is abused and uh seeks refuge away from her family in and another family and then to do fame and then to do um cuz she said she didn't want to do fame, the TV series. And then and then Poetic Justice, Poetic Justice, the late John Singleton. Come on. We love John Singleton. To go from Boys in the Hood and then to do Poetic Justice. That's that, and that's a really good cast because you've got Janet Jackson, you've got Regina King, you've got Tupac, Dr. Maya Angelou. Um, who else is in? Who else is in Poetic Justice? I I haven't watched it in a long time. Let's see. Okay, Joe Torre. Yeah, I remember Joe Torre. This is a great cast. You got Janet Jackson, Tupac, uh, 
Regina King, Joe Torre, uh, Tyra Farrell, um, Billy Zane, really? Lori Petty, Candy Alexander, Jennifer Lewis. Remember Jennifer Lewis? Yeah, she's on Blackish. She plays um, Tupac's mom. Uh, Clifton Collins Jr., he's in it, yeah. Tone Loke, Q Tip, Keith Washington. I mean, it's. Yeah, it's 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 a legendary film, and so for that to be her first movie, and then to do the song again, which gets her Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis all nominated for Academy Awards, and then she performed the song. I remember when she performed that at the Oscars, and she she was sick; she had a, a fever, but she she threw it down. You know what I mean? This, the show must go on. <sighs> so to Janet and the filmmakers of this very iconic two-parter. I loved it. Uh, A&D uh, biography documentary. Thank you. And and to the filmmakers who were able to be respectful of Janet. Because there's moments where she says she doesn't want to talk about the subject that she's talking about anymore. Because it's so painful. And for them to be respectful and not exploit it because yeah there have been documentaries where the performers and then later on they they feel exploited and distance themselves from the documentary but I love is that everyone was in agreement when they were doing this how they wanted the end result to be and so I think that's amazing and if you are not a Janet Jackson fan listen to those songs and tell me whether or not they make you feel good because I've said this before her songs make you feel good they make you want to dance I mean that that and then the lyrics like I said before she's got better lyric comebacks than rappers and she's had a couple of rappers you know on her lyric songs you know Nelly and Chuck D and MC Light uh, what is it? The, oh, that escapade song where she's talking about cash my check. I'm ready to go. Everyone wants to cash their check and ready to go. And, and she's going to promise them it's such a good time. Mm. And then and then the song, The Knowledge, where uh, that and that video, I mean, what she just brings uh, to every moment where she's on screen. And then lyrically, I mean, there's so many songs. There are so she's. I mean, she's got decades, and 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 I'm not always talking about the hits. I mean, you know, those albums are the way they're put together are masterpieces. You think of Control from start to finish. You know, funny how time flies when you're having fun. That's such a good song, and I think that's what we're in tonight because I've had fun doing this and. Just be and just freeforming it, not writing anything down, and just speaking from the heart of, of what I thought of this this really great documentary. I have been waiting for this. Thank you, Janet. I think the fans have been waiting for it. And you know, here's to the future. Unpleasant dreams. <laughs>